You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. Let's turn to our next topic and guests of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we'll be hearing about an upcoming performance by the Hong Kong Players, and it's called The Corona Monologues. And we have some wonderful guests uh, with us this afternoon, so do join us on the Facebook page. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to do so. And I'd like you to help us uh, welcome on the program Juliana Colorossi, the chairperson of the Hong Kong Players, uh, who's also one of the directors of the show. We've also got Ronaldin Moodley, also one of the directors, along with Jenna Collett, who's one of the writers of one of the pieces called Lessons on Zoom. And I'm so happy to welcome back on the program Natasha Jane, uh, one of the actors of the show. And it was also from her Facebook page that I found out about the whole thing. Uh, Welcome to the program, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, we do have a full house. I'm so excited. So um, we've got the streaming on the Facebook Live, so be sure to tune in uh, there as well if you're not tuning in there. Uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page. Um, So perhaps um, maybe I'll start off with you first, Juliana. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about the Corona uh, monologues. Uh, What is it about? Um, So the Corona monologues came about from a massive change uh, from one phase to the next. Uh, We started off, we had a booking for a theatre in um, October. We wanted to put on a play. And so I, you know, got a script together of a playwright that I really liked, Daddy Ofo, and I was really excited to get it going. And then um, Corona hit and I just decided, no, this isn't right. This isn't right for, you know, this isn't something that I want to be putting on. It's not going to speak to the people. Um, and then we were worried about safety concerns in the theater. And so um, I started talking to Renaldin and um, him and I would have a couple of glasses of wine together and talking about this performance and seeing how we could create something that would be um, reflective and representative of the times that we're living in, because this is the first time that the world is experiencing such a crazy situation. Um, and so we decided to create this performance um, and um, see the voices and hear from the voices of the Hong Kong people. So that we were creating a piece that was for the people, by the people, with the people, um, and really getting the authentic voices um, from Hong Kong. And so we put a, a call out to writers um, in the Hong Kong community, and I got my lovely friend Jenna Collett involved because uh, I know she's a writer, and I asked her to to help us with it. Because uh, my grammar and writing is terrible, and um, and we yeah, and we just started. So we we got a call out, and then as things started to progress, I was uh, seeing some articles in the South China Morning Post, um, and I was really interested in the in the stories that were coming out of there. And I thought, well, I want to interview people, and I want to hear more from them. And so I started doing that, and um, I've created. We've created some verbatim theatre pieces as well, which is uh, created from interviews. So it's word for word what people have said in the interviews with us, um, and it sort of has developed. And we've created something called the Corona Monologues, which is just a variety of voices from a variety of people um, and their experiences with Corona. Excellent. And Ronaldin, how, how did you sort of get roped into all of this then? Well, <laughs> classic Julie roping into everything she does. Um, so I've recently just joined the Hong Kong players and we were, we were having a glass of wine. And one of the things that really stood out was 
everyone's common experience that people were going through, not just in Hong Kong, but around the world. And we, we really wanted to show that we're not alone in the struggle. And I, like, especially at the beginning where it was very focused in Hong Kong and China. And I think we just wanted to show the world that it was a bigger issue. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's my involvement into it. And then started directing with Julie and yeah, it's been a really good experience. Um, I'm glad I, I'm and glad I got on board. <laughs> yeah. And it's just the more people I think we start roping in the, the more beautiful this piece just starts to become. Let's yeah. let's also uh, get uh, Jenna into the conversation as well. Jenna, so you're one of the writers uh, and you've written a, a piece called Lessons on Zoom. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, how does it fit in with the whole Corona monologues and what is your piece about? Um, yeah, so uh, as as Julie and Ronaldo were saying, they, they wrote me in to kind of uh, be, uh, be in the background, uh, the person happily holding the pen and not being on stage. That's that's my happy place. Uh, backstage. Um, and it's been a great experience, both uh, writing a piece for the performance, but also I helped out a little with uh, selecting the pieces and kind of helping to edit uh, specifically the transcripts that uh, Julie got from interviews with real life people about their experiences with Corona. So uh, having that like dual experience with looking at some original creative pieces by writers from Hong Kong, um, and then actual like real life lived experience through interviews and having those come together has been really interesting for me as a writer because um, it's yeah the, there's so much uh, like crossover with the perspectives uh, from these real life perspectives and the creative or imagined imagined perspectives um, and it kind of we I think we've managed to get a lot of different angles of this uh, massive you know global pandemic um making it very personal as well so um my piece was quite personal i'm also a teacher um and so uh, those teachers who've i mean any teacher globally right now is probably familiar with zoom or familiar with um you know any kind of online teaching platform and the unique challenges that that poses um and yeah, so this piece was kind of just rattling around in my head and a lot of it is inspired from real life, just from a, a term spent online with my students, you know, just all of us together trying to make the best of this very strange situation. Absolutely. So, and a um, lot of respect to all the teachers, uh, to you and, and all the teachers out there, because it really isn't easy to be maintain that engagement with, with these uh, young children or older children, uh, depending on which age group uh, the teachers are teaching. Um, yes. and, and it's a lot of um, effort to then make uh, additional material as well. <laughs> but yes, back to lessons on Zoom. I like the play on words, lessons. Yeah. <laughs> Lessons from Zoom, lessons on Zoom, just learning a lot from Zoom, basically. Um, and so hopefully the piece, uh, you know, it's 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 hopefully quite humorous. Uh, people will find it uh, kind of um, something that they can relate to, uh, whether they're teachers or students. Um, and Natasha, as you mentioned before, she's going to be uh, she's going to be the the actor performing the piece. So that's also been a really cool experience for me to like sit in on the first rehearsal and listen uh, to kind of how Natasha's bringing it to life. Um, and that's just been such a such a wonderful experience uh, to be a part of. Um, but yeah, just just to add one more thing about all the pieces is I think that the the show in itself is is while it's got a lot of perspectives, 
um, it's actually quite humorous. So that's, uh, you know, I think that's one of the things that's going to get us through this, this whole, uh, you know, pandemic mess is, you know, humor, empathy and art. I think that's how we're going to survive this. So I think we've done that through the Corona monologues. We've put in a lot of humor, uh, humorousness. We've uh, uh, kind of tried to get lots of different angles to promote empathy and yeah. Yeah, well, let's bring Tasha to the discussion as well. Natasha Jane, welcome back on the program. It's great to speak to you. Um, thank you very much for joining us. So I, I've seen you in, in uh, multiple uh, roles in the past. This has got to be maybe perhaps one of the strangest ones uh, where uh, it's performed sort of online. Um, tell us a little bit more about uh, your involvement uh, with the uh, Corona monologues. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, I think. I really agree with what Jenna is saying. Art is what's going to get us through in so many ways, as is humour. And so when the opportunity came uh, up to do the Corona monologues, I was so excited. You know, I actually didn't get roped in. I very much volunteered. I, you know, I sent in my audition. I was really excited to be a part of it. And I think, you know, we started rehearsing in person. You know, the idea very much was to perform this live uh, in a in a small theatre. And when that wasn't able to happen it was it was really sad you know we were kind of like oh we were finally kind of finding our feet again in Hong Kong and it was disappointing for everyone and I think that the production team the direction team have done such a brilliant job of kind of raising morale and saying do you know what we're going to find a way to 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 still put this out there because people need this people need an outlet they need humor they need a distraction and they need to be made to laugh and I think so, you know, Julie, Ronaldo and Jenna, they've done such a great job in being able to adapt these pieces to online. And when it first started and we talked about doing rehearsals online, I was a little bit like, oh, gosh, how is this going to happen? Like, you know, how are we going to keep people's attention, especially because I'm doing I'm performing the piece lessons on Zoom. I know very much how quickly people get distracted, but they've done a brilliant job. They really have. They've come to I, I think the way to make this work is it needs an incredible amount of imagination, visualization and planning. And they have done that. They've put this together. They put so much hard work into, you know, in, in, in the sort of in the back scenes and and come up with what they want their vision to be, so that our rehearsals are efficient, they're effective, they're creative, and it's actually been very interesting to see how we can pull together a show online. You know, we went from doing this in person and, and the way that it's kind of been translated online, it's actually really fantastic. And if this is what we need to do now, this is what we're going to do, uh, but we aren't going to let the coronavirus stop us from performing and from producing art and from connecting with people. So it's been a really fantastic experience. Yeah, so a bit of backstory. So uh, the Corona Monologues was supposed to take place live on the 7th and 8th of August. And then what happened because of the re restrictions? Um, what did you have to do? Um, well, there were increases in cases and um, I'll primary concern always is people's safety and well-being and so we decided that lessons uh, that rehearsals just can't happen in person anymore um and so again i had a nice long chat with ronaldon and he sat me down and he was glass like of wine? It's, yep glass of wine <laughs> it's always involved exactly um, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you know, Julie, it, it's time we need to start rethinking this. And I dug my heels in and I was like, mm -mm, I really want it live. Like we've already been working. <laughs> and and he, 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 was, he spoke me off the cliff there. And I'm so glad he did because when we started rehearsing with these actors, they are so fabulous. They've been so flexible, so enthusiastic, no matter what we throw at them. And we've been able to bring out the meaning 
that we wanted to create on stage. We've been able to do it online just with like using different camera angles and different spaces in people's houses. So we've still been able to use like certain theater techniques uh, just in a different form. And I've actually been a lot more excited about it than I thought I would be with working online. Um, yeah, it's, it's worked really well. And I think a lot of that is coming through from um, this amazing team that I am working with. Um, and also the thought that everything that we are making or the money that we're making is going to charity. And this is really our way of trying to give back to the community and support a community that has been our home for a couple of years. And I really want to be engaging more with that. Yeah, I think it also takes a lot of flexibility and imagination on on all your parts because um, a lot of the times when you're directing a play, you're seeing your actors and you're seeing everything in front of you. But now you've had to shift that mentality and be directing virtually. And also, um, so how does that sort of translate? Walk us through the process. I'm so fascinated uh, (laughs) by by this because it really is, if you think about it, it's really awesome. Originally, you had to have them you know in, in person and now you've had to translate all of it online and and the angles of your camera may not be how the, the actors are sitting so talk us through that sort of process Ronaldo, do you want to take this one sure um <laughs> um i think like like julie said in the beginning we we definitely played around with a lot of options that could have worked and one of them was recording the show and just having a recording of it um and and then we thought of Zoom and directing it has been challenging in itself because you can't physically be with the actors. Um, but I, like, I think we've, we've tried to create an authentic theater experience, even though it's online and with people's cameras. And I think everyone's really used to being on Zoom and they know, they know what, it's, what the situation is. And I think that helps with them suspending their belief to believe that what we're doing for the show is an actual theater performance. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I think like building uh, building on that, um, you know, when you look at the pieces, um, they all, a lot of the pieces have got meaning of uh, people reflecting and trying to figure out how many pieces what's going are there on in, in their total. Life. Um, so we have uh, four verbatim pieces, uh, pieces that are created from interviews. And I think we've got about 10 creative pieces. Uh, yeah, 10 creative pieces uh, that have been created elsewhere uh, like in, in, with people's imagination. Um, yeah, and so I think as a director, you're just thinking about what is the meaning in this part and how can I create that for like the screen? How can I make people that are watching feel that? just with being um, with camera angles, really. Um, and so perspective comes into play, um, trying to like shift people's perspectives, cameras coming on and off, um, making people look alone or crowded in a, in, a, in a Zoom call. So we've also been playing around with that. The actors have been very, very patient, very patient. <laughs> So on the day of the performance, it really is um, over Zoom. And then so you'll be sort of controlling the the Zoom cameras as a panel. So actually, it's sort of like you're directing a play that's a film that's live in a way. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. Essentially, it is that. And and does that yeah. also? Um, I mean, uh, Tash, you've been uh, you know a, a seasoned actress. Does that sort of um change the way you act as well? Because you know uh, we often say that in the theatre you have to be sort of more exaggerated because of the of the way the the audience is sitting. They're sitting a bit far away from you. But with TV acting or, or uh, movies, it's more about the small nuances. You know, it's a smaller movement. Has that changed the way uh, you've been acting as well? And uh, yeah, t- tell us about that process. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really good question. It, it's definitely changed, but I think in order to keep people's attention, I still think that we have the um, ability to go big. I, so I think a lot of us are still doing that, and I'm incredibly lucky. You know, I'm, I'm performing a piece that is actually supposed to be on Zoom. So I've definitely got one of the uh, easiest jobs. So thank you for that, Jenna. Um, and, and, and kind of just being able to play with that. You know, one of the hardest things is as an actor, you are relying on the audience's reactions. You know, you kind of feed off of that. Yeah. So that's definitely been a challenge. But, you know, I think that's where really good direction comes into play. You know, if you know exactly what you're doing in advance and you know how to work your camera angles and you know where you're sitting and how, you know, at the times when you can go really big and other times when you should be a little bit more understated, it can it can help you as an actor to bring it all together. So I think that there's kind of a nice variety of both of those things. And actually working as an ensemble um, has been really fun because you've got these kind of different screens and everybody is in their different homes and you kind of you're getting to see a very different perspective which actually live theatre can't necessarily give you in the same way so it, there, there's definitely an interesting element and we hope that people will enjoy it that's, yeah. that's the main thing Jenna um, what about for you so writing it you wrote it for the stage but now um, it's sort of ch- evolved itself uh, for the screen have you had to sort of uh, modify it in, in any way or or change anything or update anything um, well as, as Natasha said I think uh, although I had envisioned it to be like a monologue performed live um, it is it's it's from the perspective of a teacher during a zoom lesson so I think probably my piece is, is was hopefully I speak to the directors about this one of the easier ones to modify or adapt um but uh, I think another another like uh, thing that I really must say is like the props to the directorial team and the actors because because of all this flexibility that's been needed I think the actors have had uh, played a huge role and the directors themselves as well in kind of shaping these scripts being able to change them and adapt them um uh, at first just you know taking a raw interview and uh, editing it down um, into like a a usable short enough uh, piece. And then um, having done all that work to kind of put these scripts on the stage, to then have to modify them again for uh, the screen. So that's all been done over the course of months. um, And really, like I I had quite a small role to play in that because I think that the actors themselves um, and the directorial team, like they got together in their rehearsals and said, what's going to work, what's not going to work. Um, and yeah, I think the, that the final product is actually like a, a, a very collaborative um, outcome. So I think that it's it's taken all of us, like in all little pieces, over the course of of many months to to get it to to the stage. Um, yeah, I was going to say that's the beauty really of an ensemble theatre. Um, also, so you've got obviously uh, wonderful directors, but then you know everybody sort of feels that they can give their input, and it's very much uh, the, you know the whole performance. I'm sure will reflect um, how everybody's uh, uh, directions is as well. Yeah, yeah. And I did. I think. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah, no, I think what's what's really amazed me and what I've loved about this piece so much is the fact that it's been a collaborative effort completely. We wouldn't have been able to put this on if people didn't submit us pieces, mm -hmm. if people didn't let us hear their stories and share their stories and interview them and work with such a, a, an incredible team of actors that were so enthusiastic and flexible. Um, while, you know, we might have pieced things together, it really has come from the community. Um, and we've just been able to put the puzzle pieces together for them. And this is wonderful because, uh, you know, it's a shared experience. Everybody has a stake uh, in, in this pandemic. Everybody's affected in, in different ways. So I'm sure all these stories will be relatable uh, in, in many shapes and, and forms. Uh, finally, remind our listeners once again, how can we find out a little bit more about uh, the Corona Monologues? Where can we go to? Have you got a Facebook page and a website? Yep. So they can join us on our Facebook page, which is Hong Kong Players. They can also join the Facebook group, which is Hong Kong Players Limited. Uh, they can follow us on Instagram, which is at HK Players. And all the links to tickets and donations will be on there. There's an Eventbrite page where people can go and donate. And just a reminder that all the money that is made from this performance will go to Hands On Hong Kong. Excellent. Um, so yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we thoroughly enjoyed having all of you uh, on today's 123 show. And uh, as Ronaldon mentioned just now, uh, that the show is on Saturday, the 29th of August at 7 p.m. All the information is on their website, which is HK players.com uh, tickets are available on the Eventbrite uh, link which I've posted on the Facebook page as well do support it because all the proceeds uh, will go to a wonderful local charity Hands On Hong Kong uh, meanwhile thank you once again uh, to uh, Juliana Colorossi who's the chairperson of the Hong Kong Players uh, as well as Ronaldo Moodley one of the directors and uh, Jenna Collett uh, one of the writers of the pieces Lessons on Zoom as well as Natasha Jane uh, one of the actors uh, on this one Wonderful performance. Thank you very much indeed for joining us once again. Thank you. Thanks Thank you so much, so much for having us. Thank you. <laughs>